I'm just glowing up, living on aspirations I be the expectations, and change the generations And I'm still jumping fences, and you're just imitations Moving while I'm second places, but I don't look for praises I play this life like a game, live on the stages Let me pull phrases, then do a couple pages Watch this, watch this, watch this Gentlemen, welcome to the first ever Next Car Racing League podcast. We are joined by our co-host Nick Trudeau, the owner and creator of the Next Car Racing League. What's going on, man? What's going on? Oh, dude, I am excited to get this podcast going. We have wanted um, to do this for a long time. Let's uh, get it started here. First off, we have got our guest star tonight that is 10 Titan for Life, Peyton. What's going on, buddy? What's up, Ronnie? How you doing, man? How, how's it feel to be the very first co-guest star on the Next Car Podcast? I won't lie. It's it's an honor. It's super exciting when you told me that I was going to be the guy stepping in tonight. I mean, it's an absolute honor. Uh, Next Car means a lot to me. So to, so to be the one picked to be the first guest, it means a lot to me. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Not a problem. You absolutely earned it to be here tonight. What we're doing here on this podcast is we're bringing in people to be the guest star, whether they won the previous week or they just have been dominating lately, one or the other. And, you know, you were the defending series champion. You won the championship last season, and currently you are the points leader right now in the truck series. So it was only right to bring you in to be the first guest here tonight. Heck yeah, man. But uh, before we get this started here, Nick, congrats on the baby, man. Yeah, thank you. It's been uh, it's been kind of crazy, and she's already six weeks. So dang, it does it's not been... seem it. <laughs> Jesus, that is crazy. Yeah, she walking yet? <laughs> oh no, my son's trying to teach her ABCs and like numbers and stuff. I'm like, dude, she can't even she can't even sit up straight. So. <laughs> like, not she's not learning too much but yeah she's uh she's doing really well she's getting big real quick and uh you know her brothers and sisters love her so everything's going well over here it's just been uh kind of crazy last uh month or so absolutely i hear you on that toby kelsey hell yeah podcast is a great idea yes sir like i said this is something we have wanted to do for a long time and finally we have got the ball rolling on that now, some of you guys that are not familiar with the Next Car Racing League, what we are is we are a PS4 
slash PS5 NASCAR Racing League. Um, we're on NASCAR Heat 5 right now. Obviously, we're not making that transition to NASCAR 21 as that game is just basically undrivable, unplayable. You can't even choose what track you want to go to. So we are staying on PS or uh, I'm sorry, NASCAR Heat 5. And like I said, we are a PS4, PS5 console uh, gaming system. Right now, we are running the Truck Series and Cup Series with the hopes of next season as we head into our seventh season here and about six to eight weeks left on this current season, uh, we are going to be hopefully bringing back that Xfinity Series. So that is going to be good. The Xfinity Series is always a popular series when it comes to next car. It provides some of the great racing, and it is a big step for some of those guys that aren't quite ready to make that transition from the Truck Series to the Cup, and they can go into the Xfinity and get the eyes of some of the guys up in the Cup Series that, hey, this guy's been doing pretty good. He can you know find his way up to this Cup Series. But, uh, Nick, before we start in the actual broadcast, um, tell us, what were your thoughts when you created Nextcar, and how are how do you view how Nextcar is right now to how you viewed it when you started it? Yeah, it was really uh, it was really small when we started. Um, we probably had some guys, and it's more more on the fun side. Um, it's still heck of a lot of fun now, but um, it's more competitive now than it it used to be. Um, it was more laid back, and obviously we still have some fun with it today. Um, we still have those roots in the in the league itself, but um, you know the competition that we have in the league now is just phenomenal. Um, great racing from all series, and week in and week out, um, great finishes, great hard racing. Um, no, no dirty racing whatsoever. It's more just you no. Know, there's incidents on track like we always you know have but you know we get it straightened out and um we have hard racing you know every single lap absolutely um, so it's it's grown to something and that i never thought it would be i never thought we'd be you know having a podcast or um you know maybe searching for you know going into other games like f1 mm -hmm. or Tony Stewart games or something like that. Um, it was always you no know, strictly NASCAR and maybe all three series. I know we had all three a couple years back, and then with you heading overseas and everything, we went back to the two. Um, I'm hoping to get the Xfinity back rolling and get enough people in all three series. And I think it's up from here. It's it's going really well, and we're continuing to grow every single year and have great racers um, come join us. Absolutely, and you know, you mentioned on that growth, and that is what I'm really hoping when I brought this idea to you about this podcast was this will help the league grow. And you mentioned about that growth, obviously, and this is the biggest field in cup and truck that we have ever had in NextCar this season. So that has obviously helped the competition and it's had, it has made these races very intriguing. And a guy that has absolutely capitalized on those great finishes that you mentioned is Peyton. You know, he's he's won some pretty lucky races here as the seasons have gone on. Tennessee, you uh, joined, what was it, I believe, season four? Ooh, I think... Three or four? The year I started was, my very first race was in the 40 truck at Talladega. Was that the end of season three? I think that was towards the end of season bit. three. 
It might have been the end of season three. So I think my first full time was season four, I believe. Right. That, that, I think that checks out. Yeah, because season four was the year Pierce won the championship. So, yes, mm-hmm. I, I started at the very end of season three. Okay. So from your point of view as a driver in the league, how has it been for you to see this league grow into what it is today? I mean, it's awesome. Like, there's a reason why guys like me are so committed, or me personally, why I'm so committed to next cars, because, I mean, this is my home. Uh, When I came in here, uh, I was brand new to online racing, period. I had, I've never raced manual on a Heat 5 game, or a Heat game, period. Uh, I didn't even know leagues were a thing until this game. Um, And I, I really learned a lot from you guys and was accepted day one. And it's just always been a family. And even like Nick talked about, sure, we have our instances on track. But unlike pretty much almost every league I'm ever in, Next Car is one of the most respectable and mm-hmm. competitive leagues I've ever been a part of. And it's quickly growing. I mean, we, every year it feels like the competition is getting a lot better. And I think it's made me get better as well. Uh, it, makes yourself, it makes you push yourself. If you take too uh, long and don't put enough effort into it, I mean, you will fall quickly in the standings. Absolutely. And like you said, uh, we are a very clean league, and we pride ourselves on that. You know, we don't bring in people that are going to wreck you for the win. If you do that, you're going to get booted from Nexcar. You know, we have no tolerance for that at all. Yes, this is a video game, but we try to keep it as fair and, you know, as competitive as we can. And, you know, the way you talked about it growing and stuff and the competition getting better and better every year, that is exactly what you hope for in a league. You know, you don't want that same guy dominating every race of the season you're gonna you want people to get better as the season goes on and you're definitely one of those guys that has improved from your very first race in next car to where we are now oh yeah the field itself like the day i came in like evo was in like truck i didn't race cup back then Mm -hmm. evo was the big guy uh but looking back on it, like Evo's field and the competition we had back then is nowhere even close to what we have now. No offense to you, Evo. Um, maybe, maybe this will make you get back in trucks. I'd like to see you back in there. But uh, it is completely not in day of the skill level next car is, and it's, it's awesome to see. I love it. Yes, sir. And uh, one last question for both of you guys before we get the ball rolling on this uh, uh, podcast. Jeez, I'm so used to saying broadcast. On this podcast, <laughs> uh, we're going to start with the uh, guy who's experienced it twice in his next car career, that is Nick. How does it feel winning that championship at the end of the season? Oh, it feels great to win it, obviously. Um, it's Especially now with the competition uh, we have, it's, you know, you got to put in the hours of, you know, testing out a setup, or it's not even full setups, it's just pit just, but no, we probably have some of the quickest guys just using pit adjustment setups. And, you know, if you can win a championship, um, you take a lot of pride in that. Um, it's hard to hard to win one, let alone two. Um, I won mine at the beginning of creating Next Car, and, and that was two truck championships. Um, and the competition has just been growing every year. Mm-hmm. And, no, it's uh, it's been more and more difficult to win one again. So, um, no, I I think uh, it's very well deserved, and you know you you feel a lot of a lot of joy knowing like hey like yeah I was able to get it done, and 
was able to do really well, even though it's the video game. Like, no, some of us work hard at something we enjoy doing. So, absolutely. Uh, even though it, it's for fun, mm-hmm. uh, we don't do it for money. We don't, you know, we just go out there and have a good time with each other. Um, you know, like Tennessee said, it's like a family um, in here. It, we bust each other's balls and, you know, we. <laughs> We have a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, both on track and off um, in our chats that we have. But, yeah, the championships, uh, you know, they're hard fought and um, take a lot of pride in uh, winning one of those. Absolutely. Uh, Tennessee, what's your point on that? I'm sorry, I totally zoomed out. Uh, Nick was talking about um, shit. I'm sorry. Winning championships. How does uh, that feel? Got you. Um, like Nick said, uh, it, it means a lot, especially with the competition getting hard. Last year, when I won it, I mean, you've, you've, y'all have heard me on the broadcast and stuff, how excited I get in some of these races <laughs> and winning. But the guys that were there when I won my championship can tell you I was pretty much silent. Like, I was almost in shock. It took a while for that really to hit me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, holy shit, I actually won this thing. <laughs> Um, because it, it's so hard to do. I mean, these fields are extremely talented, and to win one of these things, I mean, it means a lot. You've got to be on your game. Yep. Um, so, hell yeah. Uh, that feeling, I'll never forget it. I mean, I never thought I'd win one, honestly, when I joined NextCar. I never thought I'd be at that level. So, it well, meant my a lot battery to me. died from my headset, so we got to get that back up and running here. All right, y'all there? You guys there? My damn headset died. All right, so so I didn't hear about the last half of what you said there, Tennessee, but uh, Brandon said, Tennessee, he brought you in there in the late part of season three. but like I was racing a heat five public lobby, which those are always interesting. A guy noticed me um, on my skills. He added me to a league. It didn't really work, but uh, he he basically introduced me to leagues and stuff. And that's when I made that post on like the NASCAR heat form and G saw it and added me to NASCAR. I'll never, I can't say thank you enough G because you're the only reason why I'm here. Um, And I I really appreciate it because it's been, I mean, this league's awesome. I I like NASCAR is definitely my home. So thank you, G. Absolutely. Shout out to you, brother. And Tuck just commented that on a live stream. This league can be described as a family through thick and thin. Yes, sir. Absolutely, 100%. And Kevin, he uh, commented, thank you for helping expose NextCar to a lot of online fans that I'm sure will continue to grow as a fan base to watch you all race and just talk about sports and other general stuff. Absolutely. That is what we wanted to do with this uh, podcast. And Hopefully this can help the podcast grow and it can help the next car community grow. But let's get into this week's podcast, the events you guys have been waiting to hear about. Topic number one, the upcoming NASCAR clash at the LA Coliseum. How do you guys feel about that starting this Saturday? The NASCAR gets their uh, season started. What are your guys' thoughts on that LA clash? We'll start with Nick. I have mixed feelings about it, to be honest with you. Um, I'm excited um, for the short track racing for 
the clash instead of Daytona or the road course like last year mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think no, what we saw at Bristol with the all-star race uh, a few years back, like it was a great race. And I think the short tracks obviously are making a comeback and as, as well as they should. Um, but I don't know if it should be there. I think they should have brought it to you no, know, maybe a, more like local short track or something that's already set up instead of some big venue. Uh, I think it's part of just, no, it's a part of the show. Um, But I'm hoping it provides good racing. I think having the heats and kind of having that, no more local short track feel to it, I think will be great. Um, And I think part of it is they can't fit all the damn cars on the track. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I think that's a big part of it too. So, I, I I think it's all glamour and you know, everything for having it in L.A., obviously, and the Coliseum. But, no, they should have kept it a football field. Uh, but hopefully it provides great racing. I'm looking forward to seeing it Sunday night, especially with the new cars um, under the lights there. I think it would be great to have have it kicked off that way. So we'll see what happens. Absolutely. And, you know, I agree with you. I'm kind of on the fence with this race. You know, like you said, they could have picked a much better venue. But to me, I feel like the Clash should still be at Daytona. You know, I know one of the big reasons they brought it out of Daytona and experimented a little bit. You know, they went to the road course and then now obviously at the L.A. Coliseum. But I know some teams were complaining because they were getting wrecked cars. And that's a lot of money. So I know a lot of people were complaining on that side of it. But I still feel like the Clash should have stayed at Daytona. You know, that is the NASCAR capital of the world. And I just, I have a hard time with it leaving there. Yeah, it sucks because, like, we grow up with the, you know, Bud Shootout Mm -hmm. and everything. Yep. Daytona. And you just see that and you're like, it belongs there. Right. You know, Um, that's where it should be. Yep. And and a part of me is like, if they're going to move it away from Daytona, um, I would like to to be a short track um like i wouldn't mind if it was at a clash at martinsville Mm -hmm. or clash at bristol like that's where it should be if you're going to do a short track um i don't agree with no making a track out of out of a football stadium or (laughs) throwing or throwing some clay dirt on bristol and calling it a dirt track i don't either either so there's many dirt tracks that could, you know, could use that uh, publicity and everything, and you're going to go throw dirt on Bristol. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm hoping for the best, but um, no, we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Uh, Tennessee, what's your take on it? I mean, maybe it's because I'm like a, a younger fan. I don't mean that by like, I've not watched NASCAR as long as you guys. I mean, I watched it since I was a kid. But more is I'm just younger than you guys in general. But I'm actually excited that's in the Coliseum. I think it's an amazing opportunity for NASCAR. I mean, the Super Bowl is being played in L.A. the next weekend after the clash. Mm-hmm. So you have a bunch of people in the town. It is a hyped-up city right now. And NASCAR is putting is putting a 
product of short track racing, which is one of the most popular uh, racing types of NASCAR. Right. And they're putting it into a historic football stadium in L.A. in the Coliseum. Mm -hmm. um, sure, sure, I'm sure it's not going to be exactly what a lot of fans want to see. Nick's right. You can have uh, other tracks get more publicity and stuff. But I think for a market standpoint, for NASCAR to add more fans to their fan base and get some, you know, just more fans in general, young, old, whatever, um, I love the idea of going to L.A. It's going to be a bit of a test. Obviously, we have no idea what to expect. I mean, it's a really short track. But I think it's going to... It's going to even the play, the field up a little bit because top speed isn't going to matter as much. And I think it's going to be a good race. I really do. Um, you might have one guy might steal the show and run away with it. But I honestly think the racing product will be decent. And I'm really excited to see what, what kind of show those boys put on. And they do have an option for 2023 and I saw that. They just, yeah. They yeah, can keep it true. there. Yep, I did see that. Uh, Tuck said, and, and, oh, my bad. Go ahead. Not to cut you off. Uh, real, real quick, I want to add on that. Uh, y'all talked about keeping in Daytona, and y'all really missed that. Mm -hmm. I actually like them taking away from Daytona because the huge problem that it, it was okay on the road course, even though that's not probably exactly what you would want. No. But the problem we had with the clash beforehand is it was on Daytona and it caused a lot of wrecks. So right. when they would race this clash, these guys would race in a line because this race really didn't matter mm -hmm. that much to them. They didn't want to wreck their cars and stuff. So usually the racing product was really bad, in my opinion. It was very rare we ever got a really entertaining clash. Like, heck, the one year I think Johnson wrecked like Paul Menard and won it. <laughs> um, I mean, they, they literally called it because everybody wrecked. Uh -huh. That's all I remember from that. They literally started racing once and a caution happened and everybody was mad. So I actually like the idea of taking away from Daytona, mm. but yeah, again i'm not just because i'm younger than you guys <laughs> right uh let's get caught up on some of these uh comments here tuck nascar is trying to reach out to a new fan base and it's all experimental hopefully it's a good event produces great racing i think it is going to produce some great racing uh like nick said we're going back to short track racing so it better produce some good racing because this is one of the shortest tracks that we have ever seen nascar race on so it's going to be definitely an experiment, that is for sure. Uh, moving on to the next uh, topic that we have, and it is something we're going to see for the first time at the LA Coliseum on Saturday. That is the next-gen car. Some major changes coming to NASCAR cars. Single lug nuts, bigger rims, big spoilers on the back of these things. The It's basically a wide-body car, the way the rear end sticks out farther. Nick, what are your thoughts on this next-gen car? Obviously, uh, first impressions of it when they unveiled it was they look really nice. Um, the Fords, obviously, are probably the nicest mm -hmm. because the, it's probably the biggest change out of all three manufacturers. Um, yeah, the I like that they're symmetrical. Um, I know... No, just the look of them is awesome. They look like street cars, um, as close as you could probably get, and still having oh, it be a race car. Um, the the back end, yeah, it's it's bigger on the back end, which no, it's just the curves of the car, and no, it looks like damn sexy car. Mm -hmm. um, I like, I have mixed feelings about the rims. I I think they're just trying to you know cater to that younger demographic and get new fans and have it more 
look like normal rims than just the plain like black rim on the saw car. Um, single lug nut mix about that. I think yeah. it'll be good. That I, apparently I didn't know this, but they're going to be able to reuse the lug nut for like multiple weeks. Yep, I did not um, know that. Pinsky yeah. came out today and said they spent, uh, they used over 75,000 lug nuts um, just last season. And these lug nuts are supposed to be able to be used about three to four races in a row or so before they had to get new ones. But how much can you trust that, though? Yeah, uh, we'll see. I know. I know. You know? That, that, the trust factor on that's like, okay, week four of using the same lug nut, is it going to hold there? But I mean, if, if Formula One, I guess, can use it, because it's the same same exact setup as Formula One, they use single lug sure. nut, but I don't know if Formula One reuses them. You know, yeah. I, I can't answer that. But if it can withstand a Formula One car, then I think NASCAR will have no problem with it. But the first couple races, well, if they keep reusing them, that's going to be pretty yeah. in, in, uh, interesting. Yeah, I think just the biggest question was what package they were going to go with. And now that we know the package, mm-hmm. with going to 670 and going to the four-inch spoiler instead of a six, I think it would be really good. And I think it's going to put it back in the driver's hands. Um, and I kind of saw that with the test at Phoenix uh, a few weeks back. Um, no cars spinning out, like drivers that know how to drive, spinning it out. Um, no, Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, both spinning, um, at Phoenix and they run well there. Right. So it's, it's going to take a lot of talent. And I think, you no, know, you'll see my pick for the championship and it's going to be, you no, know, the, the best driver, you know, who knows how to handle the car is going to win the championship and know how to drive it. So, uh, right. I think it's going to be a big change from what they had mm-hmm. um, from what I've seen from like drivers and stuff. It's going to put it back in the driver's hands with more horsepower and lower downforce on the back. And I think it'll be really great racing. I think the, the bodies a little bit being um, what the composite bodies and being able to rough them up a little bit more um, than the other, um, bodies that they had, I think will be better. Um, they can kind of lean on each other a bit more. So hopefully we can get some great racing out of that. Um, but it, we still have to see it on track. So right, absolutely. we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm hoping the package is the right package. Mm-hmm. Um, the drivers and everyone was excited when they went to the higher horsepower. Um, so I think it should probably be a little bit higher, but yeah, um, I think they reached a good, good medium with that, mm-hmm. and you know, we'll see how it plays out. Um, probably, you know, well, a few weeks after Daytona, we'll probably get to really see it at like Phoenix or something like that. Right. The thing I'm really excited about with this car the most is just how much better and how amazing this car sounds. They absolutely oh, yeah. nailed the exhaust oh, yeah. on this thing. Yeah, the dual exhaust coming out of both mm-hmm. sides, it's it sounds mm-hmm. mean. And even I've heard from people saying that it sounds way louder at the track, too. Right. So, and I, I talked to uh, Ryan the other day, Ryan Blaney, and he mentioned a problem that he's having that they're going to have to figure out is the drone of the exhaust is making it a little hard to hear his spotter and his crew. Wow. 
So they're going to definitely have to get that figured out because that is a safety incident, especially at Daytona and Talladega. Right. But, yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to the clash because, like we talked about, that is the first time we're going to see those cars in a racing environment. You know, we saw them in practice and stuff around Charlotte, and they actually did a, a restart and stuff with them. But this is the actual first time we're going to see them in a racing environment. Tennessee, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on it? I'm super excited for the next gen car. I guess we need to stop really calling that here soon since it's kind of out. Maybe just call it Gen 7 car, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's a big mystery because, I mean, obviously we haven't really seen it a lot. So we can only really go about what drivers have told us and right. what we think this package will do and stuff. Um, the fact that they're bringing out a car that should be able to, with a composite body, that should be able to, you know, beat and bang a little bit more. Like, for example, like the incident with Chase and uh, Harvick at Bristol. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody in NASCAR thinks that that little contact should cause a flat tire. Like, that was, that was barely a contact, and he got a flat. Right. So we're, uh, hopefully this next body will kind of help that. Like, mm-hmm. the Xfinity cars usually do a whole lot better with that. Um, and also, uh, I'm excited because a lot of drivers, I mean, like Nick was kind of alluding, it, this car seems a lot harder to control. I mean, we've seen a whole bunch of spins in uh, these test sessions so far. So it's going to take some skill. Like these, like, I really think the guys that have a dirt background are actually going to excel at this car. Um, we'll see. I'm extremely excited to see this car because I think we're going to see some guys really shine in it that we – haven't really got to see shine because they were held back with the old car. Mm. Absolutely. I, you know, I'm kind of thinking that same uh, aspect. And you going back to the whole tire rubbing, cut down the tire, I think that is going to be solved by this car. Because if you look at it, the wheel will, the, the, it sticks yes. out a little farther, you know, the fender. So that's going to protect mm-hmm. those tires a little more. So I think that will be the answer to the exhaust pipes rubbing on a tire and cutting it. I hope so, because I feel like that's been a big problem comparing, like, Cup to Xfinity. We've had a couple of races where Xfinity, you, you'll you see them go hardcore, and they'll have some really good racing, and then we'll see Cup, and it's almost like everybody's kind of being, like, super careful around each other. You don't ever really see contact. It seems like the car was kind of holding back some good mm-hmm. racing sometimes. So I think this car will elect guys to be a little bit more aggressive than they usually were before, and that's always a good thing in racing, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely, 100%. Uh, anything else you got to add to that, Nick? No, I'm excited to see it. Um, like Tim was talking about, I, I think it's going to know. It was probably holding back some uh, drivers that you know, could probably manhandle this car mm-hmm. um, coming out. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's going to kind of work in the hands of possibly like more of the dirt drivers. Um like Kyle Larson or Christopher Bell or yep. no, even I think Kyle Bush or someone who is running before Gen Six car, I think will be able to handle it a right. little bit better. Um, I, I think I was reading tweets earlier, and I think uh, Kurt Busch alluded to it being a cross between old school and new school. Um, kind of saying that it's a kind of like a cross between like what they had before um, with how it drives um, with you know the early 2000s of how the car drove and how difficult it was um, but you have that new school look on it um, I think the race will be great so uh, I hope it hope it works out 
they put a lot of money into it yeah. and a lot of testing time. Oh, and yeah. yeah. It would suck if they have to go back to the drawing board and it's not ready. So Right, absolutely. We'll see what right, and going back to Tennessee's comment, um, he mentioned about we're going to have to start calling it the Gen 7. I don't think so, because when the car of tomorrow was introduced, they kept calling it the car of tomorrow. That, that's true. So I think that that's is going to be... The next gen is going to be the coin term for this generation. Uh, Tuck wants to know, which driver do we think will benefit the most with this new car? He's going with Tyler Reddick, one of those guys that has dirt racing yep. in his uh, past. Yeah. So, I'm... Yeah, I can I can see Reddick up against the wall just ripping it mm -hmm. um, in this car. Like, I think he'd be, do really well. Another one, like I said, is Kyle Larson. Like mm -hmm. he, he drove his ass off last season, and I think this car, it's scary to even think about, but I think is going to benefit him even more. Yeah. Um, and how it drives, but we'll see how everyone adjusts to it, and how all the teams adjust, how the manufacturers adjust. Mm -hmm. uh, so we probably won't get a gauge of who, who is really like here for the season. It's going um, to be a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think it'll be a few get... months. I think you mm. won't see anybody till probably about like the All Star break, the, maybe in mid to late summer. Yeah, yeah. My pick now. You get nope, go ahead. Stretch. Now I don't think these guys are going to benefit from this. I think they gave up on last season because we saw Storthaus Racing just absolutely nowhere where they were in the previous years. So I'm gonna go with the guy that's going to really benefit from it the most is Kevin Harvick. You know. But to say they're benefiting, I'm going to go with not really because, I, me personally, I think they gave up on last season. They focused more on this next-gen car during last season because they just were nowhere near competitive as we have seen any of them in the past. You know, sure, he was leading at Bristol and then some stuff happened. And he made the playoffs, took himself out at the Roval. Uh, Eric Almarola, he won at New Hampshire. So they had a little bit of success, but not what they're used to. So I think they just gave up basically last season and said, let's focus on the next gen. And I think those guys are going to be competitive this year. Oh, yeah, I 100% I, I agree with that. I think Stuart Haas definitely kind of stepped back last year. And uh, it was, it's pretty obvious because they had a really weird year when you look back yep. and look at it. Like, it was really weird. The Eric kind of roller randomly won a race. Like, <laughs> it, it was an interesting one. But um, – I thought you were about to steal one of my guys, but you actually went to the guy that I'm a little bit excited to see with this next car because I don't know what we're really going to get from Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick has drove a lot of race cars in his mm -hmm. life, obviously. He is the oldest driver in NASCAR yep. right now, and I think there's a good argument that he's one of the best drivers in NASCAR currently. Absolutely. Um, I'm excited to see if this car fits his style of driving, though. This, I mean, Kevin Harvick always seems to me to be a really um, – Almost like a, it usually drives these tighter cars. I don't when I think of Kevin Harvick, I don't think of him driving a lot of loose cars. I think that's what this car is going to be more of. So I'm excited to see if Kevin Harvick's uh, going to go up or he's going to go back. I can see Kevin Harvick kind of going either way. I can see Kevin Harvick kind of fading back in the field, but we'll see. The guy I was thinking, uh, along with Tyler Reddick, Tyler Reddick is an awesome one. I think Chase Briscoe is actually going to have a good year mm. in NASCAR this year. I didn't think about. I him. know that's that. That, that's kind of my boy, uh, him and Ross, but um, I really think Chase Briscoe is going to surprise some people. Um, it's, yet again, another guy that's young. I, I think a lot of rookie guys in general will actually do good with this car. The young age, I think, will take over this car pretty well. Um, 
that's kind of my little sleeper this year. I could see Chase Briscoe winning a couple of races and maybe even having a bit of a run. I could mm-hmm. see Chase Briscoe with a couple wins and round of eight. I could see that personally. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think something that is going to help Briscoe is he is one heck of a road course racer. And they have added a couple more road courses to this upcoming schedule. You know, they're heading to the Circuit of the Americas. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they're actually heading to the Canadian Tire, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right on that. I got the schedule here. I'm sorry, no, they're heading to Road America. I'm sorry. Yep, which is a it. brand yep. new road course for the Cup Series to be going to. But he has got a lot of experience there because uh, the Xfinity used to go there. So Yeah, Ron, exactly. They went there last season. Did they? Yeah, Chase won it. Well, that's why I don't remember. I got the, that's why I, got I don't the die remember. Cap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they, they ran there the 4th of July week. Yeah, that's right. Remember, it got rained. Larson was catching them, and it started raining, and they ended up calling it. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. That's what. They did go to yeah. Coda. That's right. Yeah, they went to Coda. They went to Road America. They went to the Glen and a whole bunch of other places. You know what? Kamikaze just mentioned exactly why I forgot I was overseas, so that's what I'm going to go with. I didn't know they went there because I was overseas. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, yeah, Kamikaze. You no that sounds good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think, I think, no, obviously, I think the, the dirt track racers, I think, will take to it better than most. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, just from previous, like, when you think about every time the car changed, so when you went from what into the COT and then you changed the COT to you know the Gen Six, mm-hmm. um, what what year was that? That was twelve. Yeah, I think it was two thousand twelve. I think the one team that got to it the most and the quickest um, was Hendrick. I think they just switched over like really quick and they handled the yep. car. I think the best. Um, every time the car switches. So I think, uh, no, Kyle Busch won the first COT race in at Bristol yep. in the COT. Sure um, did. He was no. battling uh, Jeff shit, Burton. 31. Yeah, Jeff Burton. Yep. Um, no. And then you got Johnson through all those years winning championships in it. Um, no, I, I think they, every time it switched, they just seem to find something in the car and I think they'll find that and you know with the drivers they have with Larson and and Elliot and even Bowman Byron they're going to figure it out pretty quick um so we'll see what happens I think no it could be true like they might have laid back at Stuart Haas Mm -hmm. and was just concentrating on this car and they kind of got a head start um that could benefit them as well right but We'll see. We'll see who gets a grasp on it with you no know, them kind of not finalizing stuff for you know a while. I think it um, up until a few weeks ago. I think it's hard to tell like who can come out of the gate mm-hmm. and uh, just win all the time. And I think uh, with that, it'll probably be Larson again, mile and a half. So I just think that they're the strongest team right now. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And mentioning Burton. What about that other Burton coming in? Jed Burton taking over the 21 at Wood, uh, Wood Brothers. I think that's going to be a yeah, Harrison. Harrison, same same thing. Uh, 
I think Harrison Burton is going to be one of those guys that we're going to have to keep an eye on as well. Jeb, Jeb's at uh, Jeb's at uh, colleague racing now. That's right. No, he not. did. He no, 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 no. He he's, he's in not in colleague. Uh, Landon Castle's in the ten next yeah. year. Oh, Jeb went to uh, uh, junior motorsports. Went to, uh, no, it's not junior. Is it is it Sam Hunt Motorsports? No, no. it's our oh. our motorsports. He went to ah, our motorsports. Yep, with, that's right. I believe, I believe yep. I'm right on that. I, right. Someone in the comments, if I'm wrong on that, please point that out. Um, Jeb was but, here. I remember now. Harrison, I think we're overlooking somebody. You want to pull, pull up Harrison Burton, but the one rookie we skipped over is Austin Cindric. That is going yes. to be an extremely interesting rookie to watch this year. I think he'll be your rookie of the year. I'm going to call that bold. Um, with such all these road courses, the mm. only thing we yeah. mentioned with Briscoe road courses stuff, the one guy that I think is going to mess up some things for uh, – Briscoe and Cindric is that 16 car that's going to be having AJ Allmendinger in those races, road courses. I'm fully expecting AJ to steal two or three wins oh, this year. Oh, 100%. Um, so we'll see if Austin Cindric and Chase can get a road course or two to lock themselves in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But you do make a good point. This car on the road courses, uh, based on times we were seeing, like Kurt Busch and I, I forget who else was testing it, but they were running three, four seconds quicker at the Roval yep, when yep. they went here. Right. So I think road course guys are going to love this car. Um, and I, th I think you'll see those guys kill it at road courses. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. Uh, Dale said Harrison Burton might surprise some people this year. Absolutely, I agree with that. But like you said, Austin Sendrick. And another thing that really surprised me is he drove for Penske Xfinity last season. Well, Penske has since come out as they were obviously a dominating force in the Xfinity series. They won a championship. He was runner-up last season. He lost to Tyler Reddick. They are done in the Xfinity series, Penske is. That, to me, was a huge shocker. Yeah, to me, it wasn't as much. Uh, the second they lost Cendric, like, who else in the Ford camp right now, other than Haley Deegan, we won't go down that road right now, uh, <laughs> but who, who, who else do they really have? They, they'd have really nobody in that stable right now. Um, honestly, the next guy you would have thought of is Todd Gilliant, uh, but he got promoted right. to uh, Furniture Row. Mm -hmm. So it, it didn't super surprise me Penske went away because if you look at the roster, they kind of got their stable for the next quite a few years done. I mean, you got yeah. Cedric in there. I don't see Logano going anywhere anytime no. soon. Blaney isn't going anywhere anytime soon. He's nope. still pretty young. People forget how young Blaney is. Yeah, he's only uh, 27. Yeah, I could see Burton kind of being Logano's replacement in a few years if he races good. So I think Penske's kind of set right now. They've kind of laid their foundation, and mm -hmm. they're just kind of rolling with it. Kind of like Hendrick in a way. I don't see either of those teams making driver moves for quite a few years, to be honest. I think we're looking at two, three years minimum <laughs> before we see anything change. <laughs> Kamikaze just commented, just call her yummy bum. But we are moving on <laughs> from that. Uh, next up. Uh, we saw uh, Keystone Cowboy mentioned it earlier on in the comments. Tell Peyton, go Bengals. Let's move on to the Super oh, Bowl God. and the NFL playoffs. What a shock <sighs> it is for both of those teams in the Super Bowl this year. This whole NFL season has been <laughs> wild from start to finish. I mean... Uh, I, I don't even know what to say about the NFL. We're living in a fantasy world, a simulation. 
Um, the fact that, I mean, the fact that the NFC Championship had the four seed Rams host the 49ers, who would have guessed that? And the fact that the Cincinnati Bengals yep. have went out and knocked off, uh, both the Titans, we don't talk about it, and the, uh, the Chiefs and made the Super Bowl. And they're both crazy. four seeds. That's what's crazy. Yeah. You know, they, uh, the, the amount of upsets, like, I think, what almost all of them have been upsets mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Yep. It's been absolutely crazy. Um, it, it's great to see though. Like great games, all you no know, field goal winners or last second or overtime or something nuts has gone on. And now I, I think these two teams is going to be a great Super Bowl. And no, I I don't lean either way with one or the other. But you no, know, I think either quarterback would deserve it i, I hope mm-hmm. stafford right wins it absolutely he's been in a shitty position his yep. whole career and for him in his first season to be with a you no know, good team mm-hmm. and make a super bowl i hope he hope he knocks it out but um with burrow like the kid can play um and for him to be in the super bowl in his second year um after the injury last year like i think you know he's gonna be winning a few Super Bowls before he's done. So um, it's going to be a great game, and I'm excited to watch it. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, just like uh, you mentioned, I'm on the fence about this one. You know, I want the Bengals to win. If Cleveland can't get it done, I want a team from Ohio that has just had terrible history. I would love for the Bengals to win, but I also want the Rams to win because, like you said, Stafford gave everything he had to the Detroit Lions for so many years to get yeah. nothing in return. So I, I'm i torn on who to, I want to win. Obviously, I'm going to have to go with the Bengals, but I would love to see Stafford finally get that ring. Yeah, me and you are in the same boat on that one. Uh, I'll be cheering for the Bengals. I mean, if they're going to ruin our season, they might as well go all the way and win that damn thing. Yep. Um, I mean, Joe Burrow is that guy. I mean, I, just, I literally watched this guy get nailed multiple times, sacked nine times, <laughs> and still found a way to come on the field and throw a dot to chase to beat us. Um, but I agree with you and Matt Stafford, though. I mean, we've watched him sit in Detroit forever, it seems yep. like, wasting his whole career. <laughs> Dude padding the stats but not having the team to do anything. Goes to L.A. and has killed it. Um I don't I'm still a little on the fence. I'm gonna cheer for Bengals. Um the only thing that makes me kinda of want to cheer for the Rams is the Bengals playoff win or uh, Super Bowl window like Nick was kinda of hinting at, I think it's wide open and it'll be mm-hmm. wide open oh, for absolutely. a long time. Joe Burrow at quarterback and Jason wide receiver. The, yep. the, as long as those two are on the roster, I think they'll be a threat every year. The Rams, on the other hand, I think they got one or two years and then it's over. And, uh, Stafford's really gonna do. have to retire here pretty soon. I think he's what, 12 or 13 seasons now? I think this is his 13. 13? Uh, is it 12, is it 12 13? or 13? That's right. He did, he so, did 12 and he did 12 in uh, Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. That's right. And I think he would have possibly had one, maybe two more uh, Super Bowl appearances. Maybe not rings, but Super Bowl appearances had Megatron stayed longer. I mean, that dude was That's a monster true. at wideout. And he did not play to his full potential years. 
Oh yeah, if, if Megatron stays, I think Stafford's stats like could be really like a lot higher. Mm-hmm. To be honest, Megatron was that good of a player. Absolutely, Megatron stays for two, three more years, yeah. and we could be looking at Stafford completely different than we do right now. I think everybody looks at Stafford, knows he's a good quarterback. I mean, he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league for a while, but nobody looks at him and goes, man, he's one of the best ever do it. That's not Matt Stafford. Right. I think if Megatron would have stayed, though, and he would have had a little bit more success in, in the playoffs and stuff, I think we'd have been looking at him like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Absolutely. I 100% agree on that one. Uh, we got Tuck saying Stafford's 33. He has a good five to seven years old. I don't know. Tom Brady God. said the same thing. He said he wanted to play till he was 50. Well, you you heard the news earlier this week. He is done. But, I don't know. It's a different NFL nowadays. Player with the rules and everything, I guess, yeah, quarterbacks can play many more years past their prime. They don't have to worry about getting, you know, hit as hard. You've got so many rules now that protect the quarterback. So, yeah, I guess they can play several years past where they probably would have 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, when I made the comment about, like, the Rams window, I, I meant the Rams. I, I I agree with that. I think Stafford's window of him being a good enough quarterback to win the Super Bowl probably is mm-hmm. quite a bit open. He probably still got a bit. But the Rams have went all in for this year. Right. Uh, and maybe could still get it next year. But th- they really need to win the Super Bowl for this all been worth it. Because uh, their roster is not going to be anywhere near as and it is right now in about two years. No. So, I think this is Stafford's probably one opportunity I really think he's going to have. Because next year, you're going to have guys. We don't know exactly what's going to happen in Green Bay right now. But, yes, Tom Brady just left the Bucks, But you're still going to have teams that are going to come out there. And it's going to be a tough, tough fight for them to get back to the Super Bowl again. Absolutely. 100%. Anything else you want to add there, Nick? No, I completely agree with you guys. I think Stafford probably has probably, no four or five good years left and then the other no two or three um if he plays no probably on the downward um trend and i think the rams no like 10 said no they probably got no one or two years um no they put a lot of into this team to make a run at it and i think they're obviously there and they need to capitalize on it if not i i don't know when they could possibly go to the the next one so Mm -hmm. uh uh, and with the Bengals, you know, like I said, with Burrow, he's going to be there a long time. Absolutely. Chase is going to be there a long time. You no, know, I think they were smart to draft him and a wide receiver. Both are great. Yep. And obviously, they know they know how to play together. So, um, it's uh, it's been great to see like what the Bengals can can do. Part of me's you no. Know, rooting for Stafford and part of me is like, oh man, the Bengals are pretty good too. And be good to see either one win. So I'm not uh leaning either way, but I think it'll be a great game. Um yeah, I think that's that's about it. Absolutely. And not to cut you off there, uh Kamikaze, good job on the podcast. Keep it up boys. Gotta go check on my son. Absolutely man. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in with everything you've got going on right now, buddy. Prayers out to your son. I hope he uh Gets healthy very soon, and yeah, I I appreciate you tuning in here with everything you got going on. Tuck wants to know, if Stafford wins in two weeks, is he a valid Hall of Famer? I say yes. 
I'll say yes as well. I, I think Stafford's had – I mean, he's went out there and did what I think is, he needed to do to be in the Hall of Fame. Now, I do think there's an argument. I think the better argument is if he loses and then doesn't win a Super Bowl, is he? And then I would be on the fence. But that mm-hmm. ring to me would be big for him. I think mm-hmm. that would be the like the, the, the cherry on top. I yep. think that's – yeah, I think that would be done. Yep. Absolutely. Yep, I, I agree with you on that. Nick, what you got? I think uh, with the Super Bowl, yeah, definitely. I think I don't have all the stats in front of me, um, but I think, you know, with with the stats with Megatron and everything, and um, he's had some great seasons passing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not sure. It. I think maybe not, like, first ballot Hall of Absolutely, Famer, yep. I, no, I didn't say that. I think he'll make it into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, uh, Tuck just commented, glad we're all on the same page. Yeah, no, if he wins, he's an easy write-in. If not, then probably not making it. But like you said, Nick, definitely not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, moving on here to our next topic, the biggest news of the week in the NFL, Tom Brady calling it a career. Now, I saw this coming. But personally, I didn't see it coming this season. I know he said not too long ago he wanted to play till he was 50s. I feel like he could have continued playing for another three, four seasons. But were you guys shocked to find out this week that the rumors that actually came out about a week or two ago were true? Crazy enough, I was shocked. I mean, I was the guy the last two, three years, and like, oh, yeah, this this is it. This is Brady's final year. We're finally going to get rid of this guy. And then he would keep coming back. And eventually I learned my lesson this year. When Brady went out there and played the Rams, there was never a thought in my mind, this might be Brady's last game. Never thought it. Even when the rumors started <laughs> happening and Schefter came out saying he was retiring, I was like, I literally on record have yep. told people that I did believe he actually was retiring. I thought this guy's too big of a competitor. He's not actually retiring. We've been in a, down this road before. So the fact when I woke up uh, that morning and saw that he put out um, a tweet about retiring, I was absolutely shocked personally. Absolutely. But the other guy that retired after this season, I did know was coming, and that was Big Ben. I feel like he had not been the same for a couple seasons. Now, honestly, I'm surprised it took to this season for him to finally hang it up. I feel like he could have hung it up one or two seasons ago because he just has not been that same competitive Big Ben that we were used to. Yeah, with Tom Brady, um, being a Pats fan and watching him for so many years, um, you know, I I, I think it was time. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit surprised because I think he – it's crazy because he's 44 years old and I think he could have played till no 46, 47 right. at a competitive level. Like he was still on the verge of going to the Super Bowl still and, um, you know, making the playoffs and it's, he could still sling it. Like he's still one of the best QBs out there. Mm-hmm. Um, his stats like, don't lie this season right he's one of the best keys um so yeah it was a little bit surprising um but at the same time he he could have hung it up 
no, right after or right at the end of his time with the Pats, mm-hmm. and he would have been fine. And he he literally has won everything that you can win. He has every stat in the book. Yep. And no, he could have he could have hung it up a while ago, and no, I wouldn't even be mad about it. So, you know, I think he, I think he probably stayed like too long, but he could still do the job. Like, uh, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it because he can still play at a high level. Um, but obviously, no, I think now it's just, you know, thinking about the family and everything. Right. Uh, his kids are getting older now <laughs> and. It's like, right. when are you going to have time with them? So yep. he, he's he's accomplished so much in his career, mm-hmm. and he, he's got nothing left to prove. So uh, I think with that, like, he kind of sucks. Like, he didn't go out with this, another Super Bowl or something like that. Um, no, he went out and no, lost. And I just think he's like, I think it's time to hang it up. So. Yeah, and you know what's really crazy? You know, you can sit here and say, oh, he's been in the NFL for 22 seasons now, or he's played a long time, whatever you want to say. But when you put it into this perspective, I'm 25 years old. He has played 22 seasons. Three years of my life, Tom Brady was not in the NFL. That is insane when you look at it from that perspective, that literally three years of my entire life, there was no Tom Brady. So mm-hmm. that is a very long time. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I was watching videos the other day and he's like he talks trash to people on the field. <laughs> and he's like, dude, I played with your dad. And it's just crazy to think about that you no, know, these players have their kids playing with Tom Brady yep. after twenty two seasons. And I don't think like his stats will probably be you know, up there for a while. Obviously, I think Mahomes can at the end of it could be right there with him. Um along probably with Burrow too when he's done. Um, depending on how that goes, but no, he's always gonna be, you know, the best. Not just being a, a Pats fan and Tom Brady fan, but it's no, he's one of the best to ever do it, obviously. Um and it's kind of kind of sad, like all the QBs that we grew up with yep. playing and imitating in the backyard aren't, aren't around. Yep. yep. So yeah, that's crazy to think about. But you got all these new QBs you now running around the whole field like Mahomes, <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's uh, no the NFL future is still bright. You know, you have great talent coming in playing QB and mm-hmm. changing the position altogether. So it's uh it'll be it'll be fun to see. Oh, absolutely! And uh, Tuck uh, commented, Ben had the mobility as an oak tree; he had to retire. I agree with that absolutely. <laughs> the man's mobility was not there, but you know who else didn't have mobility? Peyton Manning, and that dude is arguably up there with Tom Brady in the conversation of the greatest of all time. Obviously, yes, Tom Brady takes that, but Peyton Manning, one of the greatest quarterbacks, unarguably ever in the history of the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I might be biased 
dude that I was named after the guy, but I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, one quick remark on Brady. I, I'm not a fan of Brady, obviously, but he's one of those guys that you don't have to like Brady, but you have to respect him. Absolutely. Brady, uh, there is no you – know, sure, you might could argue, is Tom Brady truly the greatest of all time ever about all players? There might be an argument with that. But you can't argue that he's not at least one of the greatest of all time to ever do it. Dude's easily a top five player that we've ever seen ever in the NFL. I mean, I literally was born, and this guy was, I mean, killing in the NFL. I mean, the whole <laughs> life this guy's been playing. It's crazy to think next year will be the first time that I've ever been alive where Brady won't be playing in the NFL. Um, Damn, how old so are you? Congrats on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to turn 21 here in April, so I guess you have an idea. I mean, exactly. So... Uh, congrats to Brady on a great career, and congrats to Big Ben too. He's getting overshadowed now because obviously Brady retired. Yep. But I think I think Big Ben got voluntold that he needs to retire. Mm-hmm. I think Pittsburgh was going to cut him, but that's all the point. Uh, great career to both of them. It's like Nick said, it's crazy to see all these guys retiring. I mean, uh, we talked about it a little past uh, this week, but like Ryan Tannehill is like the oldest starting quarterback in ASC. Like that boggles my mind. That shows you how many quarterbacks have now retired. Yeah. Um, so congrats to both of them. It's going to be weird not having those two out there anymore. Oh, absolutely. 100% agree. Nick, you got anything uh, final on that? Nope. No, I'm good to go. All right. Next up, our thoughts on this upcoming 2022 NASCAR season. Now, there are a lot of uh, obviously returning tracks to the season. Uh, some new ones that the Cup Series are heading to, like Worldwide Technology Raceway. I don't believe they've ever been there before. Uh, Nashville, we saw them head there last season. So not a whole lot of experience for the Cup there. Um, where else are they heading to? We've got... I'm trying to think of different stuff. We've got Coda. We saw that last season, like you mentioned, in the rain. Hopefully it doesn't rain at that track so we can actually see... Driver's full potential right. at Coda. Last year's race got really hammered by that because it was an, it was a rough situation for NASCAR. That rain had a it put a little bad spot on the, the race with those you know uh, wrecks that happened due to people not being able to see and stuff. But for what we could see, it, it has some really good racing, and it's cool that they get to go to Coda now. I mean, it's an F1 track that is really massive. Um, so I'm excited. I'm like I'm with you. I really am praying that it's sunny that day so we can truly see what these guys can do there, because um, it should put on a really good show in the without it raining. <laughs> oh, absolutely, hundred percent. You know, some of those drivers they were looking forward to it, but like we mentioned, they were unable to reach their full potential with that rain, and you know it led to some major crashes. Uh, you know, biggest one that comes to mind is Truex's. And so now, I don't yep. remember who we crashed with, but I know that was huge. I want to say it was Cole Custer or... Yeah, I think... It was either Cole Custer or... Uh, oh, who used to drive the 41 and then Custer took over for him? Mm. Hispanic guy. Suarez. Daniel Suarez. Daniel Suarez. So, yeah, it, it was Cole Custer. Was it? it was okay. Custer. And then, obviously, yeah. you got Bristol Dirt making its return. I'm excited for that. Uh, uh, not to interrupt here, but uh, I mean, that's my hometown track, so I'm a big uh, Bristol guy. It sucks that the Bristol dirt takes, like Nick kind of alluded early in the podcast, uh, 
You know, it kind of sucks that Bristol Dirt takes a spot in one of the the regular Bristol races mm-hmm. um, because that's that's how good Bristol is. But I think after going to the Bristol Dirt race last year and NASCAR kind of learning, you know, needs to be ran at night and stuff. Um, I think it's going to be a good show. I mean, it's on my birthday, so I hope it's on. It's a good show <laughs> this year. Um, so I'm I'm really excited that personally. I know a lot of people are skeptical, especially after last year's show, but I think it should be a good race. Yeah, and last year's Bristol Dirt was another one that got marred by rain, too, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure it downpoured there yep. as well. It, yep, it de- it delayed the race today, and that was actually why I got to see it. Um, they let guys who, uh, every fan who owned a truck ticket for the race uh, on uh, Sunday was able to go to the cup race on Monday. So we were able to see uh, both of those Um but it definitely hurt because it made the track. It was rough for them to get it ready. Um, they obviously rushed it because you know they had to get it in Monday because it's about to, it was going to rain Tuesday, Wednesday, even like Thursday. So NASCAR had to really put this event together and rush it. So I agree with that too. I really hope it also doesn't have a rain problem. NASCAR seems to have bad luck with rain though, so we'll see. <laughs> Especially on new experimental tracks that they have never been to before. <laughs> uh, Tuck made one comment. That is absolutely true. I completely forgot about this. But this is the last season that we are going to see the Auto Club Speedway on the two-mile track that they are on right now. I completely forgot that they were changing that. They didn't change it over yet? I thought it was supposed to be changed No, this is the last season. People talked about it and complained. Like People wanted to see it one more time, Mm -hmm. so NASCAR delayed it. So they're doing it one more time. At the regular form, or, uh, regular circuit that we have right now, and then they'll start their construction for the short track. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I completely forgot that mm-hmm. that was happening. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on this uh, upcoming season? Yeah, I think for this upcoming season, I think um, a lot of it obviously revolves around the new car. Um, it's going to be very interesting how it handles at different tracks, and you know Atlanta being repaved and how that's going to race. Um, no, you got all the road courses um, and all these road course ringers in there mm-hmm. with all Dinger and then Cindric, Briscoe, Chase Elliott. Like you have tons, tons of drivers that have road course experience um, and are good on them. I think those races will be very competitive. Um, people hate the road courses, but I always find them, no, probably one of the most exciting races of the season mm-hmm. um, year in and year out. So I'm excited to see those. Um, I think, you know, all the short tracks that they're going to, Bristol Dirt, I'm hoping they figure out the Dust Bowl situation <laughs> and, and not yep. be, be so damn dusty. Yeah. Uh, and they figure that out, hopefully, you know, they seek some help there and figure out how to get it right. Um, I'm hoping the racing's better. I think if you no know, Kyle Larson can stay out of trouble this season there, I think he can probably take it or Christopher Bell. Oh yeah. Um, I I was disappointed last season when they both crashed. Right. Uh, but no, I think it'll be an exciting season. No, it's a lot of mystery because of the new car you don't know who or what team is going to be strong Mm -hmm. so it's pretty much anyone's no anyone's race to take week in and week out um until we have a clear 
front runner um, for a team or a driver specifically. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And we probably won't really have a good gauge on it until, you know, midsummer or so. Right. Uh, Tuck, can you uh, expand on that a little bit? I'm not exactly sure what you're trying to ask there. Uh, going to the playoffs, you know, Daytona, the last race of the regular season. I love that. Now that they have moved that to Daytona, I feel like that ramps up the, um, what am I, I'm not sure what I'm trying to say, but it makes the racing better, I feel like, because that is a track that you could have a guy back in 23rd in the points, he wins at Daytona, and you only have 14 different winners on the season, he finds himself in the playoffs. And I absolutely love that because last season you saw where, um, oh, uh, Matt DiBenedetto damn near found mm-hmm. himself in a chance of winning that Daytona before Chase Elliott put him up into the wall. But, I mean, some of those guys, this is their last-ditch opportunity to make the playoffs, and I absolutely love that they have moved it to a super speedway. I 100% agree with that. Uh before, um, a lot of the guys that are, you know, way back in points, they would look at that, uh, the July 4th Daytona race as their last opportunity. Once that was over, sure, technically their season and playoff hopes weren't over, but they were over. They weren't going to win anywhere else. So having Daytona that last little bit, I mean, it throws a whole other wrench of these guys. Mm-hmm. No matter what, everybody has a chance to make the playoffs with one week to go. Um, and you've got guys that are on the bubble that have to race kind of smart. You've got a lot of different strategies because of it. Um, Because some guys are going to be careful to kind of protect their cushion. They don't want to get wrecked and be out. Um, I think that was an amazing uh, choice from NASCAR. When it first happened, a lot of people complained. You know, how could we take away Daytona from the 4th of July? And I was was that that person. I was that person. I'll be honest. (laughs) I was one of the ones that it was like, that is a NASCAR tradition. It's the 4th of July. How are you going to take that from Daytona? But now I love it. Yeah, I think having the race there, you no, know, the pressures skyrocket for people in the top thirty to you no know, make it in and make it into the you no know, playoffs. Um, I think obviously the racing can get kind of crazy, and there's a lot of a lot of cars that get wrecked that race. Um, a lot of money out the window, but I think um, the racing at that point in the season is really great. Mm-hmm last ditch effort to get into the playoffs and people pretty much risk risk everything the car everything on the line um to win that race to get into the playoffs so i think uh the position that race is in is great and i think um uh, it sucks that they did move it there um from from july but um i think where it's at to have it have it there and nascar know that any driver can win there mm-hmm. and have it be the last last effort to make it in is smart on their part just as an entertain, entertainment standpoint oh absolutely and uh getting to tuck's comment uh we're gonna answer the first part first who is an under the radar driver that you think will make the playoffs me i'm going daniel suarez that is my pick 
Who do you guys got? I'm going with this. I'm going with his teammate. I, I yet again, I'm a little biased on this, but I think Ross Chastain's going to come out here and show some guys some stuff. We saw him in a Chip Ganassi car have his moments last year, and in my opinion, they were more focused on Kurt Busch than him. So for him to uh, go out there and do what he did in some of these road courses. He showed some good skills in road courses. And even Nashville, he had a crazy drive there to finish second. People forget, if Kyle Larson doesn't make it on fuel, Ross Chastain make the playoffs winning there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Trackhouse, how good they ran last year, surprisingly, yep. with Daniel Suarez, I think that combination is going to be huge. I think that team's going to grow a lot. And I think Ross Chastain will find his way into the playoffs mm-hmm. somehow, some way. I can respect that. I can respect that. Nick, who do you got? For the last spot in the playoffs? Uh, just who's your surprise to make the playoffs? Oh, to make the playoffs? Yep. Um, oh, man. Probably a rookie. Um, not sure on all the rookies this season, but I don't know if Cindric will be a surprise to people to make it in because mm-hmm. he's in top equipment. But um, for a rookie, I think he would make it in. Um, possibly Harrison Burton. If he's got that alliance with Penske, right? Um, no, I think he could probably win at um, Daytona or Talladega and make it in. But oh man, there's a lot of drivers that can make it in. I like the pick of Ch- uh, Chastain. Like he was had some good races last year, and I think the team will only get stronger mm-hmm. um, this this season. Um, man. Yeah, I think I think that's that's about it. I can't really think of anyone else that would be a huge surprise. Someone else, uh, Fast NASCAR actually just commented, and I 100% agree with him. He said Eric Jones. I think it is time that uh, Richard Petty Motorsports, they just got that new ownership with, um, oh, hell, I literally GMS. just forgot. Yeah, GMS. GMS. Uh, they're moving from the truck series up to the cup. I think that alliance is going to be huge for Richard Petty Motorsports, and I 100% agree. Eric Jones has the full potential this season now with the backing of GMS to make the playoffs. I think what makes this question hard to answer is when you look at the NASCAR field, we talk about NASCAR having a bunch of competition. Mm -hmm. This NASCAR field is super competitive. We can look at the top of it, and there's about eight to ten guys we probably could ride in the playoffs right now. It would be a super shock if they don't make it. Mm -hmm. But about ten through 25 or so, those cars are really close. I could really see anybody. I mean, Bubba Wallace, I think, is going to be a guy that I could still see still a spot. I know that's a little bit of a bold one. (laughs) I could see – Kurt Busch. I think Kurt Busch is one of those guys I actually would lock in. That might be a little bit bold. I think he makes the playoffs. I think Kurt Busch is going to. But I think gonna... Bubba will be elevated. Yeah. I, I Go ahead. You're good. With, I think with Kurt, I think he's going to be on the bubble there just with the team he's yeah. at. Um, with 23-11, I think it's going to be, no, probably 14th to 17th, and then Bubba's going to be right there with him. I don't know how much better. I think you're going to be shocked. Season. I, I think it's going to be difficult to judge, you know, where where people can land because of the new car. I think there's so many yeah. questions with it. Yeah, this is this gonna, is a season uh, of unknown right now. Yeah, yeah, big unknowns, and I think um, we really have to revisit it. Um, probably about you no, know, you no, know, in the springtime mm-hmm. when we kind of have a gauge of okay, what team is kind of you no know, hitting its stride. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and then we can you know kind of judge on that but with the car god there's so many questions of you know who can who can wheel it and who can't and um and it all comes back to like you said earlier nick it all comes down to who can handle this car the best right right and Mm -hmm. i think that's why i'm saying no maybe harrison burton will make it in um uh, he's a good young talent but i think no with larson obviously he's going to be up there Mm -hmm. he's going to be one of those people it's not surprises in the playoffs it's going to be no with christopher bell no i think he'll make the playoffs um possibly get get a dirt win at bristol or no, hopefully just be consistent enough to make it in. Right. Um, I think it would be probably like around 10 to 10 to 14th in the standings or so, but it's really depending on who picks up the car and you know, kind of gets it first. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Absolutely. And let's move on to the second part of Tuck's question. Who is someone that you would expect to make it, but doesn't my pick. And I hate to say it, I never used to be a fan of this guy until he he started doing his celebration of grabbing the American flag and driving around with it. That is Brad Keselowski. I hate to say it, but I think he does not make the playoffs this season. With that move to Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he can bring back that competitive winningness style that we were so used to seeing Roush back in the day. I mean, they were... unarguably the best team in NASCAR from 2000 to 2005 when Jimmy Johnson took over, winning five in a row in 2006. I mean, Roush, Greg Biffle, Mark Martin, Matt Kenseth, they had the best driver lineup at that time. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, um, no, I'm I'm torn because I think Brad is obviously a pretty – damn good driver Mm -hmm. um and i think he's probably no top 10 driver in the whole series but i think just the team that he went to is obviously a downgrade um from penske i think he ran decent last season but i don't know how much better no roush is gonna get if any with him moving over there um i think it was just pretty much a business strategy for him mm-hmm. to go there. No, have a backup plan after he's done racing. But um, the only reason I think Roush Fenway will be back to their old ways is when Brad Keselowski started Brad Keselowski racing down in the truck series, they were unbeatable. You know, they, they had Briscoe, they had Blaney, they had several other guys come through there and just absolutely dominate. And then obviously Kyle Busch had enough of that. And he created the Kyle Busch Motorsports, which basically is what kind of ran Keselowski racing out of business. So I think Keselowski knows what it takes to run a winning team. And he has the money and the backing to support that decision. Yeah, no, I think it'd be, I think hopefully, and I think it will work out in the long run. Um, I'm not sure if it'll work out this season for mm-hmm. him. Um, with Busher and him, I think they'll be you no know, from probably around the thirteenth or top ten in points all the way to twentieth. 
So they'll be somewhere in there. I think they're a mid-pack team. Um, I, I'm, I, th- I hope, I think Keselowski could make it. Mm-hmm. Um, Bushers would be, you know, probably around like the 16th or so. Um, Busher did have some good races last season. Right. Where it's like, I don't know how he got up there, but he's <laughs> up there. Um, and so I think, you know, if they could, you know, finish it off um, strong, I think there'd be a team to make it in. But we'll see what happens. Um, again, there's a lot of unknowns that we have no idea what's going to happen. So mm-hmm. that's uh, it's hard. Tuck's asking a lot of hard questions. And I love that. <laughs> I love it, Tuck. Keep it up. Uh, before, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. before we head no, to uh, Fast NASCAR's question, uh, chat, think of a topic that we have not talked about or another question you guys want to ask that we can get to. But uh, let's finish it off here with Fast NASCAR's question. He wants to know who we think will end up with the most wins in 22, uh, 2022. I personally... Kyle Larson. You say Kyle Larson? I have to disagree with that. I'm expecting to see Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin both return to the way they were before last season where they uh, Harvick won 11, Hamlin won 9. I expect to see both those drivers return because they're hungry. So I I think it's going to go Kevin Harvick, honestly. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Larson still. I think he's the hottest driver, the hottest team, and with the car. I think he's gonna no tear tear it up this season. Um, if not him, my second pick would probably be Kyle Busch. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I could drive the damn car. It's Kyle Busch or Kyle Larson. You know, I do kind of agree with you a little bit on the Kyle Busch because, as everyone knows, M and M's pulled off. This is their last season sponsoring him, so he knows he's got to bring in another sponsor that can pick up right where Eminem's left off. So he's got a lot of a little bit of pressure on him as well to perform better than he has. See, I, I'm definitely taking more... Uh, I'm more on the, the uh, fence with uh, Nick than you, Ronnie. Mm-hmm. I don't see... I don't see Hamlin and Harvick, them getting back to the point they were. I, I talked about early in the show. I could see Harvick either improving or even maybe going down with this next car. He's a bit of a wild card for me. Uh, same for Hamlin. I don't really. I don't think Hamlin's going to improve randomly because of this new car. I don't see him being one of those guys. Uh, one guy I want to point out, if we're not going to look at Larson, I think Martin Truex is a guy I could see this mm. car helping out. It would not shock me at all if Martin Truex goes out there and has one of those seasons. He wins five, six races randomly. I really think Martin Truex actually will be the. Uh, it's a little bit bold. I think he'll give Kyle Busch a run for the money at being the best driver at Joe Gibbs next year. Right. And I honestly think Chris. I think. Danny will be third, but I think Bell will give a run for Danny at third. I wouldn't be surprised if Danny's actually the worst driver at uh, Joe Gibbs next season. I know that's bold, yeah. but I could see it. I uh-huh. really could. That, that tells you how different me and you view that situation. You think Danny Hamlin could be arguably the best driver in NASCAR. I think he could be the worst driver on his own team. I, heck, I could see Kurt Busch having a better year than Danny Hamlin. I don't expect a whole lot from Danny this year. I think he's going to be too wrapped up in 2311 and stuff and too distracted. I don't think this car suits him well. Yeah. I know that's bold, but I'm going to roll with it. Hmm. How about you, Nick? No, no, no further comment. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Uh, last question is, whoop, hold on a second. Let's get it back. I don't know what my 
screen is doing. There we go. All right. Uh, prediction on who wins the clash. Start us. Start us off, Nick. Oh God. Um. That's gonna be hard. You're gonna want uh, someone who's good on the short track, breaking probably Hamlin. Um, he's good at Martinsville, mm -hmm. Bristol, Richmond. I think he can manage the brakes and everything well. They are going to a bigger brake system too, right. so it might be it's easier to brake and mm -hmm. everything. Uh, might even the playing field out for everybody, but you know, just the way he drives on the short tracks, I think he would be someone to look after. Um, or Kyle Busch, I think Kyle Busch would be uh, someone to take a look at too. Absolutely, Tennessee. Who you got? Oh, that's a hard question. It is. Uh, that's why I wanted with, to go last. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a rough one. Um, how about the new entry of uh, Landon Castle? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm um, sorry. You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna go. A bit, I'm gonna go a bit bold. Um, this guy hasn't won on an actual oval in literally over a year. But let's go with NASCAR's golden boy Chase Elliott. All season last year, he sat in uh, Kyle Larson's shadow. I could see Chase Elliott getting it done under the lights at uh, in LA this weekend. Yeah, I can see that because, like you said, he 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 hasn't won on an oval in a long time. But the thing is, we have never, ever seen NASCAR, A, run on a track this small, nor run at this track. So, nor, and they have never driven this car in a race environment. So, there are so many just unknowns about this weekend but I have got to go with Nick, and I am going with Denny Hamlin. Now, I know I keep going back to the man, but he knows how to get it done on short tracks. Like Nick said, he is he's basically up there, in my opinion, with Jeff Gordon as the king of Martinsville. The man knows how to get it done. He knows how to save those breaks, while so many others, unfortunately, my buddy Ryan Blaine is one of those guys that doesn't know how to save those uh, breaks. But I think Denny Hamlin can get it done here at the Clash. I think that you and Nick are drinking too much Denny Hamlin and Harrison Burton Kool-Aid. I don't know where y'all got it, but you need to stop drinking it because both hey, of you are wrong. Am, and that's I all I got to say on that. Elliot fan, so for you to pick him, I am on board with that. <laughs> but you know, Hamlin... I hate Hamlin with a passion, but I'm just looking at like how driving styles go. Mm -hmm. um, the track fits the him. Tracks. Uh, yeah, it, it does. does so. But I... if he's going to win a race, I actually think this would be it. I really think when we start getting going this year, I'm, I'm being honest. I don't see Hamlin being one of those guys I look at week in, week out and being scared of. Um, that's just me. Uh, I think Kendrick is going to be. I'm surprised. I think Kendrick's going to be more of a problem. Yeah. Considering he had just, I think he had a better average finish than Larson last season. Mm -hmm. He uh, did. He did. I yeah. just, I, he's on, he's on a little hot streak, but I, I just, I've never been a big fan of Hamlin. I think he's a little overrated. He needs um, That's just me. I don't know. Maybe he, I, he twisted my feather at some point. <laughs> I don't know, but we'll see. All right. Well, we got two people in the chat saying Cody Ware will be your 2022 Bush-like <laughs> champion. But, uh, yes. all right, CJ, thank you for tuning in, buddy. How you doing, my man? I ain't talked to you in years, buddy. How you been? But uh, 
I think that pretty much wraps up the first uh, episode here of the Next Car Racing League podcast. Uh, closing views here, starting off with uh, Nick. That was a lot of fun, Ron. Nice to be here. I will see you next week. Um, I will uh, have some more topics. I know we talked about going over some of the best paint schemes mm-hmm. this season ranking them um yeah that sounds like a good time right and and then not only are me and nick gonna be ranking them we're gonna have a poll for everyone in the comments to rank them as well yeah there's some good ones out there um right now i think my favorite is ross chastain's advent health one Mm -hmm. yes that's an awesome scheme i like the little hint of the watermelon on there (laughs) Uh, oh yeah very very cool scheme um and obviously, I like chases. I think the use of where the number's at mm-hmm. and the sponsor is really good. So, um, yeah, there's still a few more schemes coming out in the last couple of days. So, we'll get all those. And, no, uh, uh, that should be a fun time. And we'll get some other uh, other topics to talk about and see what we can do and put together for you guys. And it's been a lot of fun. Great, great talking with you. A lot of fun topics. Mm-hmm. A lot of good discussion about several of the topics and hard questions. Right. Tuck, tuck sucks. <laughs> um, no, I'm surprised you doesn't like who's gonna who's gonna win. No, one random race. Yeah, right. Who's gonna be your who's surprise gonna winner? <laughs> who's gonna win Pocono yeah. this season? I have no freaking yeah. clue. Once again, I'm going Denny Hamlin on Pocono. Oh my god! Here we go again. <laughs> The dude is unstoppable at Pocono. But uh, <laughs> going back to what you had talked about, uh, about the paint scheme, I would also not only like to have it with NASCAR, but next car drivers, everyone viewing this, work on your customs, submit them, and we will include you guys. We will have a NASCAR a and a next car voting for paint scheme. So if you guys, whether you're cup, truck, whatever, participate, submit your uh, paint schemes to us. We will include them in the podcast and we will vote on them. Yeah. I'll I'll also like to add, if you have a 20 watt ignition and you have a custom scheme on there. Absolutely. Because that's the only thing that works on the game. Mm -hmm. uh, You can uh, include that from that game as well. That'd be a lot of fun to do. So. Absolutely. Uh, Moving on to our guest star for this week, Tennessee. What you got for closing statements here? Uh, well, a couple of real quick ones. If we're doing a paint scheme vote um, next week, then well, I don't know. I don't know if we'll do uh, next cars next week. We'll, we're going to try okay. and do NASCARs, but I don't know if we're going to be able to do next cars. You got to give me a little time here to get everything into here and stuff. <laughs> I, I, I got gotcha. you. But when that comes around, I mean, it's obvious who the winner is going to be. I mean, what's more of the iconic custom paint schemes than that Ford truck you see every Sunday? Oh, here we go. I mean, go. it's so iconic. I had to bring that sucker back out and won with it first race, <laughs> and it started the streak this year. That thing is a beauty, so go ahead, fans, and vote for that one because that is the clear winner. Um Gosh, dang it. I already forgot the other thing I want to touch on. Oh, uh, paint schemes in NASCAR. I can't believe we didn't talk about number placement when we went to the next-gen car. It's a huge part of it. Um, so whatever y'all have in here talking about that, I'll be excited to see what y'all say because that's an interesting topic uh, Absolutely. to talk about. Yep, um, we will hit that it, it next was, week. It was, it, was, it was a blast being in here. Um, I'm extremely excited to see what uh, you do with this, Ronnie and Nick. Um, the, it was an honor being on the podcast, like I said at the beginning. Uh 
I hope I can be back on here uh, sooner rather than later. I know we got to get through some guys, but I hope my name gets called again eventually. And uh, maybe we can jump back to some of the topics we talked about earlier and kind of see uh, later in the NASCAR season where some of these, the, you know, the bold predictions mm-hmm. and stuff, um, you know, kind of land. Uh, one last bold prediction I'll give it to you. I'm going to say three were or well, four technically. Jimmy Johnson, Auto Club, Spire. We'll see if those words land later in the year. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, they're they're going to land in the garbage can. That's where those are landing. I, I, I just wanted to throw a <laughs> Hail Mary in the stream. That, in case if it does land, <laughs> I look like an absolute genius. Yeah, I don't know about that. But, uh, no, Tennessee, it has been a great time having you here on the first ever Next Car Racing League podcast. We will uh, be back next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern here on YouTube, Twitch, and my Facebook gaming page. So be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to all three so you don't miss any podcasts. Uh, Nick, it's a great time. I hope to uh, see you next Wednesday, buddy. Yeah. No, I'm hoping I'll be uh, back on with you and hopefully uh, talk about the paint schemes and number placement and you know some other sports if there's any other news going around. Um, no Super Bowl news or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, be good to talk about. Absolutely. Yes, sir. And uh, everyone in the chat, thank you for tuning in, being active in the comments. Tuck, especially you, buddy. Thank you for being professional with your comments tonight. I, I've seen some of the stuff you've commented throughout the season. So I appreciate you uh, keeping it PG tonight, brother. And uh, everyone watching, be sure to uh, tune in again next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. But that is going to be us signing off for the first ever Next Car Racing League podcast. Have a good week and enjoy your weekend, everybody. Have a good one. Take care, everyone. <laughs>